Welcome to day three of our honest series for the City Business Festival, which is brought to you by APSA, sponsored by MTN Business and MTN Momo, as well as ZPay with support from Gersel. Today I'm talking to the Senior Manager for Enterprise Marketing and Portfolio Management at MTN Business, Benedict Bentel, to really unravel the e-business or the e-commerce space. Many people believe that that is one of the main anchors of the digital economy that we've been talking about. And Benedict will talk about his insights into that sector and how we can leverage e-commerce to increase economic growth. Benedict, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bernard. Absolute pleasure to be here. So you work with MTN Business. Yes. So we we know MTN is a business, yet there's MTN Business. So which, which one is that? Okay, so MTN Business is basically the arm of MTN that um, works on the solutions for uh, businesses uh, from SMEs to large corporates to multinationals. Mm-hmm. Basically, we take uh, these organizations or um, companies or entities on the journey of transforming their businesses, providing them with the tools that they need to succeed in the business world. So as against individual customers? Yes, but remember that there are individual entrepreneurs as well who are representatives of businesses or in themselves a business entity. So these are solutions for businesses? Exactly. What type of solutions would those be? Um, th- there's a whole plethora of um, these solutions. It ranges from the basic connectivity solutions like internet, um, fixed internet, dedicated internet, mobile internet as well. Um, you know your normal mobile bundles. Mm-hmm. And then you go into the converged services where you have the unified communications, audio conferencing solutions, um, IVRs. You go into the cloud um, space as well where you have software as a service. And then a few digital solutions as well, maybe ERPs, um, you know, softwares that uh, businesses use to manage their efficiency and all that. So, ah, so you do all that? Yes. We everything. thought you would just sew chips and do voice <laughs> and data. <laughs> so you do ERPs? Yes. yes enterprise so, uh, resources. So like an accounting platforms and things? Yes. Uh, so basic, uh, anything that a business needs to succeed, uh, wow. we provide those solutions. So. If you realize we're moving from a telco to a techco, so the days of just the SIM card connectivity are, are far behind us. We are moving into cloud applications, uh, softwares, platforms, all, all the things that businesses need to succeed when it comes to technology. Of course, the basis of all of that being the connectivity. Exactly. Everything rides on the connectivity. Yes, we spoke about, uh, of course, Monday, we spoke about the layers of the digital economy, the skills, the connectivity the storage mm-hmm. and then we talk about platforms yeah. and then we talk about applications databases mm-hmm. it will seem to me as if mtm business doubles in almost all of these things exactly so um, the entire stack of, of that that um, we, we've doubled from all the way down from connectivity to the applications as well um, mm. storage everything we have data center co-location we have a lot of clients in there so basically every part of that ecosystem we play in amazing but what is your job? You are the senior manager for enterprise marketing and portfolio management. What on earth is that? <laughs> okay, it's it's a mouthful, but my team basically has four functions. Mm-hmm. Um, we are responsible for innovation within uh, MTN business. Mm-hmm. We bring out the new solutions for the market for SMEs and large corporates. Um, we're also responsible for the brand, uh, marketing the brand and managing how the brand looks to the general public. And then we're also responsible for enterprise customer experience. And then the, the new or the gold mine that is the data and analytics, my team is also responsible for that. So if somebody brings a problem to the MTN business, 
you are the one who can determine if this can be solved and if there's actually a business in this problem. Yes. Um, aside that, uh, basically any problem that exists within the business community, mm-hmm. if there are partners who have solutions that they feel can fit within this, we, we sometimes partner these organizations. We also actively look out for problems that our business customers are facing and then starts the design thinking process to generate solutions for um, the business community. I ask this because in talking about digital skills, I wonder what type of training or skill set a person must have to do what you do, right? So are you a programmer? Are you an accountant? Are you an engineer? Are you a software developer? Okay. So so in the in the technology space usually it's good to have a little knowledge about everything and mm-hmm. then specialize in one area but generally you would require some project management skills some design thinking skills as well. Um, you'd also require some innovation skills, mm-hmm. how to design uh, go-to-markets for uh, the public or for the business community. Mm-hmm. You'd also need some advertising and marketing as well. But it all comes back to um, customer experience and data and analytics, so you need some skills there as well. Amazing. We are talking today about the e-business ecosystem or e-commerce. Is it the same thing? People talk about e-commerce, e-business. Is it the same thing? Um, there are overlaps, but basically e-business, um, all the uh, transactions or uh, commercial transactions that involve some sort of internet connectivity or technology riding on that. Mm-hmm. So that is e-business. But the e-commerce ecosystem um, covers um, everything from the fintech players to the platforms to the individuals who are actually generating those transactions. So the e-commerce is actually the full ecosystem. I see. And how big is that ecosystem in the country? Well, it's it's actually very big and growing. Um, it's it's shot up probably due to COVID as well. Mm-hmm. Um, some some of the innovation is driven by necessity, so mm-hmm. it it has rapidly expanded over the past few years. But I think relatively compared to most of our African uh, West African colleagues, where Ghana is far ahead when it comes to the e-business or e-commerce ecosystem. I see, and within the e-business ecosystem, from to my mind, obviously there will be mobile money service providers, there will be payment companies, but there will also be fintechs. What, what is a fintech? Okay, so um, a fintech is basically, a, uh, if you split the word, it's a financial technology institution or organization. And um, MTN's mobile money is mobile money limited. It's an, a very, uh, very good example of that. Uh, basically, the technology side, which is the MTN network, and riding on the the financial side as well, you combine that, you get what you call the fintech. And it's right now it's regulated by the Bank of Ghana because it's a financial institution. So um, that that is one of the major players in, in the space when it comes to e-business and e-commerce in Ghana. So F, uh, so MTM Mobile Money is possibly the largest fintech in the country. It is actually the, the largest, largest fintech. fintech in the country. And you're saying a fintech is a financial service provider that is driven by technology. Yes, essentially, that's the simplest definition of it. And in this case, the technology will be the network and the connectivity. Yes, the technology and it serves as an enabler. Mm-hmm. So um, you need platforms, you need connectivity, you need you know technology, and then the the financial transactions ride on on these, and then you have that uh, fintech ecosystem. I see. How quickly is it growing in Ghana, based on your observation and your work? Oh, well, from from our space, it's growing, but there's a lot more to do. Um, I think uh, mobile money in Ghana has has shot up very fast. It it has reached levels where I think were unprecedented. 
Um, I think I was in a, um, a competitor telco at the time when MTN launched Mobile Money. And uh, I think nobody expected um, the kind of growth that we have seen. Uh, there's, there's still much more to do. Uh, we still have people who are unbanked and are not on mobile money either. And the goal is to basically capture everybody in that digital ecosystem so that nobody is left out. Hmm. Interesting. We're talking to Benedict Bentil, who's a senior manager for uh, Enterprise Marketing and Portfolio Management at MTN Business. And this is day three of our online series. We're trying to understand the and to take advantage of the e-business ecosystem e-business he's talking about fintechs of which mtmomo is the largest then there are various other businesses within that there are the payment guys as well he's also defined what a fintech is a company that provides financial services driven by technology very interesting indeed i don't know if you've worked in kenya or nigeria because they prevent like present like two contrasts the sense i get from nigeria is the Banks are still very much in charge of the process. So it's a very heavy banking society. But if you go to Kenya, it seems as if there's more telco-led innovation. So what Safaricom started, which others are doing, you see. And again, when you, when you, can you comment on that first before I even get inside? The fact mm-hmm. that in every country, different things may be happening develop depending on the evolution of the, the sectors there. Yeah, um, essentially you're right. Um, Nigeria and Kenya are quite the contrast when it comes to the technology adoption and the growth. Um, to an extent, the, the country itself or the government um, also speaks to um, what direction um, these kind of, um, you know, these kind of growths will take. And if the country or the government has decided we are going on that digital agenda, and I think you find that in Kenya and Rwanda, then all, all the players in the ecosystem start to drive towards that ambition. Um, if it's not a priority, it, it's kind of a slower growth, um, slower adoption. But in the end, um, I think generally across the world, we agree that this is the direction, this is the new industrial revolution, and um, nobody wants to be left behind. So Ghana is obviously trying to catch up with Rwanda and Kenya, and we are very close to that. Hopefully, we catch up to them and overtake them. But we do not want to be left behind in that digital transformation. In that area, one of the challenges Ghana seems to have is the point of cashing out and doing more cash-based transactions. So even though almost everybody has a Momo account, most people still prefer to go and buy physically. Yes. So I don't know whether it's a question of habits or lack of opportunities, but most people will go to a Momo vendor and go and collect money from their Momo account to go and buy bread. Yeah. So, in certain countries, that's not what happens. Yes, and um, I think that stems from the problem where when usually when we define these e-commerce ecosystems, people leave out um, the people part of it. And the people part of it is very important because that adoption has to be driven by the people. If there are vendors who are still stuck taking cash, um, it forces the buyer then to withdraw cash and then to purchase. But if we educate the public, if we educate the vendors on the benefits of the the digital stream rather than taking cash, mm-hmm. then they start to accept uh, the digital um, payments as, as their, their preferred method. And then it doesn't force, um, you know, buyers to also then do a cash out to take cash and go and pay. And um, there's also some level of digital literacy that needs to be pushed um, from the, the youngest person to the oldest person 
so that people are not stuck in the old ways of doing um, you know, physical cash transactions. That there's a whole range of um, benefits that can be shared with the users from safety to speed to mm. even discounts in some cases that can be used to help drive um, the conversation and get people to move away from cash. Mm. So education is critical. The willingness of uh, people who sell to also accept digital payments. Yes. Yes. As in to do away with physical currency. Exactly. It's critical. So that also means there's some policy issues there and there. Because yes. It's not just a question because most people would want to do what they are used to. Exactly. And um, like I said, sometimes innovation is driven by necessity, but we can't uh, avoid the fact that sometimes it's also driven by policy. Mm-hmm. And um, policy is, is one of the, the, the big hammers that a government or a country can use to drive that transformation. Mm-hmm. If, if there is the general directive that, uh, you know, for example, the dollar situation where we, nobody is supposed to price in dollars anymore, mm-hmm. that has generally killed that discussion. Mm-hmm. And if we take that general decision as a country to maybe get to 80% of our transactions being digital and then move away from cash, it, it starts to then, you know, literally trickle down to the, the very least in the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is the, the ecosystem has to be ready to take this. Mm-hmm. The platforms, um, the, the applications, all the players in the, in the system have to be ready to adopt. And I think for Ghana at least, um, I think the readiness is there to, to move on from cash to a strictly digital payment system. We'll take a short break and come back and talk more about the e-commerce ecosystem in Ghana. We're talking to Benedict Bentel of MTN, who's sharing his views. And he's also a solutions architect. If you look at the kinds of things he does, when he explains the work he does, they are at MTN Business, innovating within the business, branding, managing customer experience, doing data analytics, I'm sure very soon AI will be part of some of their offerings as well. We'll talk about all that when we come back. Stay with us. This is the on-air series for the City Business Festival 2023. The three we're talking about e-business, e-commerce. My guest is Benedict Bentel, MTN, main guard or senior manager in the enterprise uh, business. So are you able to, if I mention a company's name, are you able to tell if they are in the e-business ecosystem at all? Because, yes, we yeah. know that yeah. MTM Momo is there. Yes. But there's companies like, for example, ZPay. Yes. Will, will, will ZPay be considered to be part of this ecosystem? Of course. Um, ZPay is one of the, the larger players in, in the space. I still remember about 12 years ago when I met Andrew about to start this company. He had his equipment in his boot. And from where they started to where they are now... Um, and the global presence that they are trying to build, ZPay is definitely one of the top players in the space. But what they do, what I'm trying to drive at is it seems as if there are different companies doing different parts yes, of yes. the thing. Yes. So um, you, you'll find there, there are other organizations that mainly would do development and then also have the license to be able to operate um, financial transactions. Um, you can mention people like um, Haptel and... Uh, probably um, IT consortium. These are all our partners, so uh, we have no problem uh, mentioning them. And um, in the end, some may develop um, solutions that make it easier to do financial transactions, have an app or something, and then um, they, they, their transactions then go through the network, uh, which is MTN, mobile money. But uh, these are all players in the space. Each one has a niche, but there are some who are multifaceted and may, may do both the financial transactions, development of software and applications, and integrations as well. Um, there, are, there are other organizations who 
would probably also provide maybe notification um, services for those players in the space. And essentially, probably you find a whole ecosystem of players all working together to drive that So if, for example, somebody needs to pay his university fees Mm -hmm. and doesn't want to go to a bank, Mm -hmm. if a company creates a platform where they can go online and make that payment, that company is a fintech. Um, no, they are um, not. No, they are developer. Yes, they, they, the the fintech should have that ability to um, be licensed to do those financial transactions. So this yes. company that does what I just said, would so that like would. ITC. Yes. So they will build a platform where if I have to pay for tech fees, I don't need to go to a bank. Exactly. So I'll go online and make the payment and to reflect. I want to pay ECG yeah, exactly. or DSTV. Yes. So these will be developers in the fintech space. So they are, so they emphasize the development part. So exactly. their solution is the development part. Exactly. That so that will be IT consortium as an example. Yes, I stand to be corrected by a few people like um, ITC apps and mobile. These are more of developers who you know create the solutions that will then enable them the financial transactions. And how do they work with you guys? Okay, so usually the financial transactions would ride on a mobile money platform or a bank, and um, where it's mobile money, of course, um, MTN mobile money being the biggest player. Usually we have integrations with all these players: um, Haptel apps and mobile. Um, IT consultants, we have uh, uh, partnerships with them where the transaction starts from the customers and even through their app, there is a level where it then um, enters maybe the person's wallet or something like that. And um, we have that partnership with these. It's a seamless transaction. Haptel used to be called SMSGH. Yes, yes. And the name changed. And I now see them doubling in. They have been talking about buying food online and things. Yes. Is it also, is the name change also part of the way the whole ecosystem has changed? Because yes. look at the time it was SMS text messages we're doing. Exactly. So it's it's similar to the MTN story where we are moving from tech, tech telco to a tech co. And um, Haptel used to be SMSGH. And I think the, the, the kind of services that Haptel provides now cannot be limited to a name like SMSGH. It's, it's an entire behemoth of an organization now providing payments and uh, apps and all kinds of things, integrations, notifications. So it's no longer limited to just the SMS notifications. And Haptel is an example of a good organization that has transitioned into that, that full um, you know technology uh, kind of organization. Interesting. And then, of course, there's the people who are into hardcore payments like um, Express Pay. Exactly. Yeah. And so usually when you want to do like a payment of a bill or something. Yes. What's what's the key to success in these kinds of companies? What must these companies do to be relevant? Okay. So Bernard essentially it's just about um, constantly innovating. Mm-hmm. The market is shifting um, mm-hmm. at any point in time. So MTM business for example, we've moved from just connectivity. It used to be our entire hallmark and now we've moved into converged services, data um, cloud, um, you know, all sorts of um, software as a service sitting on the connectivity. And if you if you do not adapt to the changes in the market and the changes in the environment, you tend to be left behind. So I think all these organizations, including MTN, we are driven by that. We are constantly looking in the market with a design thinking approach. What do our customers want? What are they doing? What do they need in the future? And probably in the next five to ten years, what will they need? And then you start getting the solutions in place for that. You mentioned about ZPay that you know Andrew very well. It seems to me as if they, they sort of became the, the first in remittance to wallet, yes. where people who were sending money from abroad were just basically sending it and receiving cash. And they were saying, look, we can help you with a wallet to manage the money. 
has that been the secret to their growth? Because I, I interviewed Andrew yesterday and he's in 35 African countries. Yes. yes. I, I, it's amazing. Yes, Andrew is relentless. Um, so, so what happens is, I think those times, you remember we used to go to Western Union. And collect the yes, money with a card. If, if, uh, you fill a form yes. and collect and fiscal then, cards. And then you fear for your life from the driver. Because you <laughs> don't know where somebody's chasing exactly. you. Exactly. And now I think th- that seamless... Um, Operation where the person sends the money and you get it straight on your phone, and I mean that 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 whole process makes life easier for everybody. And I think that you see is what is driving all the change that is happening in the, in the ecosystem. Amazing. Same same with um, mobile money as well. Just changing that experience from a very uncomfortable maybe ten step process to a two step process where you don't have to move from your couch to get your money. From outside, it seems to me as if we are very good with the technology companies. ZPay, ITC, Haptel, ExpressPay, Absent Mobile, even Insano, right? We have all these guys. What seems to be missing for me is the big shops. So, um, look, I have friends who go online and buy things from China mm-hmm. on some platform. But our big shops, Melcom, China Mall, Palace, I'm not sure if they see the e-commerce thing do you get me it's like people still go to china more to line up people still yeah. go to Melco. it's almost like the payment guys are ready yeah the developers are ready but the guys who sell the hard products they are like you know what come to my shop is, is, okay. is that not a problem so so th- th- there are two things there the mm-hmm. first thing is um remember i kept mentioning you need to go back to the people mm-hmm. um if the people's mindsets are not changed mm. to start, uh, you know, using digital solutions, then uh, you have a problem. There's also the trust ecosystem where somebody wants to actually physically inspect something before they pick it up. Whereas in, in probably the more developed, um, you know, systems, there's an escrow. And then when you pay the money until you have you are satisfied or you signed off on the quality, mm-hmm. the payment doesn't get to the vendor. So these are some of the things that will, will shape the conversation when it comes to these big shops. Um, most of them do not have that full-fledged online um, portal where you can click, buy, and get it delivered. Some do, but even that, it's not on a top notch. But when they do get that, there, there needs to be that trust ecosystem where the person knows they are getting the quality of what they have paid for, mm-hmm. and therefore they don't need to go and line up and pay cash. They mm-hmm. are comfortable sitting at home and ordering it. I think we have the that particular system in place now with our Momo Marketplace, okay. um, and anything that you purchase there, at least there's a certain level of trust when it comes to the vendors that are displayed there. Mm-hmm. And you know that has been driven from from Jumia to now, I think a lot of platforms trying to create that. In our Momo Marketplace, there'll be those trusted vendors. You purchase the item, same as you would have walked to a China Mall or whatever, and get it um, delivered. But once that trust ecosystem is established, it's easier, people are more comfortable and then we still need to drive that education. There are still people sending their children to go and do more transactions for them when probably they could have done it themselves. Um, drive the education when it comes to the data, the smartphones. Um, mm. Tell me about MTN Marketplace that you speak about because you mentioned about trust, but there's also things like inventory management. Yes, yes. And then deliveries. Yes. The logistics around that. So yeah. is it that you guys have bought a lot of products and put them in some warehouse and then when I want to buy, you bring it or you've connected different small sellers okay. who have who manage their own yeah. delivery yeah so essentially um, it's the latter like mm-hmm. you mentioned um, getting that ecosystem of um, 
vendors who would set up storefronts in the in the Momo marketplace, and then um, they, it wouldn't be efficient for us to um, stock all these things. So basically, the the vendors or the SMEs um, on board there, and they're able to sell their wares from wherever they are. Um, it's a whole network of logistics, payment, and then um, you know the customer and then the provider, and that forms that circle of trust where you know what you're paying, you you get the value that that you want for it. So what that. kind of people usually will patronize? It seems to me as if maybe students, younger people are more ready to experiment. Or what? what, what how is your customer base a reflection of the Ghanaian mindset about e-commerce? Um, you are right, but let's not rule out the fact that there are still some people who, like the older people who still uh, purchase online, uh, sometimes just out of comfort. But you are right in terms of the demographic. Largely, the younger people are more... Um, embracing towards um, you know online transactions um i think I, I i know someone who purchased a sofa and it came and it was the size of the phone <laughs> apparently the person didn't read the dimensions oh, Lord. so so i think the younger people are more particular about the specs of what they are getting so it's easier for them to do these online transactions but if 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 the safeguards are in place i think everybody is is standing to take an advantage of um, this so what are people typically selling in these e-commerce platforms and what else do we need to put on these platforms for it to really explode okay so um, it initially it was just um things like clothes um you know shoes phones, mobile phones yes stuff like that i think you remember those times tonaton and co yeah but then it transitioned into a lot of food as well when we went into lockdown and um, mm. a lot of food deliveries were happening a lot of services as well so can order plumbing services and etc all through this um, this uh, marketplace mm-hmm. and then um, after services i think the gap that we have now is probably things like courses and um, stuff like that maybe even getting um, government to start putting some of their services they're like getting your passport and everything it doesn't need to sit in there but it can take you on a link to a government a secure government site where you can do all that so public services need to be there um, I think we need to put some education courses there as well, try to empower people through these uh, platforms. And then uh, basically then you have covered the entire ecosystem. But right now, I think everything from cars to phones to clothes is, is being sold. Maybe online. it's left with building materials yeah. that people will put on there. Yeah. But clearly there needs to be education from the supplier side Yes, for them to know. Because again, I do read announcements on air where a company will say, we don't sell online because they are fraudsters. How serious is the issue of cyber security and fraud as a disincentive to the growth of this place because some of the companies that come on my show say please announce that we don't sell online because people are trying to do people on social media so how much of a disincentive is cyber security and the lack of it in terms of how this will grow Okay, it's a, it's a big factor. Um, I think a lot of people, I, I keep mentioning the trust ecosystem because it's a big problem in Ghana. I think it's just um, the past few years that we've been able to actually establish addresses and now we are linking, we are registering our phone numbers as well. So now I think it's slightly safer than before where now you know if you are dealing with this individual, there is a record of the person's location and details. Now, um, when it comes to um, a company like MTN, we are moving away from... Um, we're actually moving towards the online. If there's anybody who is not selling online, we are moving 
all our services online. Um, the business community will be able to get all their services from the business hub. Apart from that, the general public can also purchase goods and services from the mobile money uh, marketplace as well. And for these two, at least we can we can confirm that we've gone through the you know the credentials, the security, every failover that is possible for us to identify and then put in what actions will be taken if somebody is duped or something like that. I think uh, if we are able to clearly show these kind of um, customer journeys that are fail-safe, I think customers will start to trust the online more and start in- investing their money in you know, online transactions. We've been talking to the Senior Manager for Enterprise Marketing and Portfolio Management, MTN, Benedict Bentel. Really interesting insights into the potential for e-commerce and the fact that there's a lot of space for many companies and particularly the big big vendors to come to the party because it looks like on the infrastructure side on the technology side on the money side all things are ready we just need more vendors to come on board and say look here's my dispatch team here's my logistics management my inventory guys and of course the trust is almost like the missing link because in Ghana they say good souls are not returnable and I think once the trust issue is dealt with because there are also issues of quality right yeah. i have friends who go online to buy shoes from china yeah i don't want to mention the name of the platform they don't see the man but they buy the shoe yeah. and all, they're happy with the know, shoe we all know the platform yes so <laughs> if that can work in ghana yeah. why shouldn't our big vendors and people who even do like locally made goods mm-hmm. all right shito i mean milk powder all those things yeah. so there's a lot of potential there thank you uh benedict for your insights, I'm sure we'll be talking again soon. Uh, he's been speaking to us on the taking advantage of the e-business or the e-commerce ecosystem. We hope you've learned something new. We'll be with you next time on the Honest Series. Thank you for listening.